Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Saturday evening. That rarest of birds, a Saturday thunder and lightning. But we are here in the Super Talk studios. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our servicemen who are out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream, although we'll talk about them a little later in the show. We want to thank College Corner. Guys, we are coming up on Christmas. It is going to be here before you know it. If you haven't done your shopping yet, I don't know what exactly you're waiting for. And definitely, this might be the time to say, yeah, you know, I, I don't know what the shipping is where you live. I don't know. So maybe this is the time, if you're in the area, to just drop in on College Corner, one of their two locations in the Jackson area. Don't forget, with Black Friday coming up, they will have great specials for that to save you a lot of money and a lot of great merchandise there at College Corner. Humble Taco, Starbucks' newest and best Mexican restaurant, Mexican fare with Mississippi roots. It's your favorite Southern classics turned into Mexican classics. It's the darndest thing, and they are delicious. So come out, grab yourself a margarita, some chips and salsa, and some great Mexican food that's not the kind of Mexican food you normally would expect to get. It's something different, it's something unique, and it's something that's very, very Starkville, and that's at Humble Taco. Firehouse Subs, I'm looking at a Firehouse Subs cup right this second. Robbie walked in with Firehouse Subs. That's what he had for... uh, for dinner tonight, maybe that's what I, I think I'll go grab one on the way home, too. I think that's, that's what I'll do for dinner for myself. It was and, delicious. Well, there you go. It makes it very easy. I think I'll just log on to my Firehouse Subs app and get some reward points, and my sandwich will be ready when I'm ready to go pick it up. So it doesn't get any easier than that. Next weekend, if you're looking to make do something for the, different for the tailgate, do something for different for or any of your holiday parties, a Firehouse Subs party platter is always the way to go. Give your local uh, Firehouse Subs a call. Locations in Starkville, Madison, Flowood, Tupelo, Oxford, Columbus, and they will get you taken care of. Mississippi State, for the second time this season, a historic comeback. Coming back from 25 down, a new school record. And they defeat the Auburn Tigers in the, one of the most improbable and unlikely wins in school history. 43-34 is your final score. Will Rogers with six touchdown passes in the game. He continues to be incredible. I mean, literally everybody had tapped out with six minutes to go in the second quarter. Everybody was done. And then it just turned around. And I don't know how and I don't know why. Maybe this guy does. Let's ask him. How did the comeback happen? How did this occur? What happened for Mississippi State? What changed? Only one man knows. Tell him, fuck! Well, let me, let me say something, Brian. You say whatever you want. There's been so many times now under Mike Leach where we, we've pulled the plug. Mm-hmm. We've said that this team's done. What Mike Leach is, is trying to do here is not going to work. The air raid's not going to work. Will Rogers is not going to work. There's been games where we've said these guys are done, they can't play, the game's over. And almost every single time, whether it be you know the current week or the next week, they prove everybody wrong. 
And that's exactly what we saw <clears throat> on uh, on Saturday for Mississippi State in the most epic of proportions. I, I don't think anybody, not even the, the most uh, optimistic, sunshine-pumping fan, I don't care what Joel Coleman was saying in the press box, right. not even Joel Coleman mm-hmm. thought that this game was going to play out the way that it played out. No. Um, and certainly not at 28-3. And what Matt Wyatt did in 1999 was special. Mm -hmm. But this was the greatest comeback in Mississippi State history. This might be top five most memorable Mississippi State games ever because of how it played out. I mean, you're talking about a game that was one way in the first half and the complete opposite way in the second. Almost down to the, the bare numbers on offense and defense for Mississippi State. They were getting absolutely drug up and down the field offensively. Their um, their offense couldn't really do anything, and uh, it, it got out of hand quick. It was twenty eight to three, and Mississippi State drove down the field, scored a touchdown right before the half, which I thought was huge. Mm-hmm. But even bigger was making sure that Auburn didn't score right before the half. I thought getting that stop right there, which I think was that the possession that did Nathan Pickering get yes. a sack. Nathan Pickering got a sack, pushed them far enough out of field goal range that it was a difficult kick for a very good kicker. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that gave Mississippi State hope. Coming out at halftime, getting the score, getting a stop, then you really start to believe. And when they blocked the field goal, uh, Cameron Young blocked the field goal that would have put Auburn up by eight points. Correct. I think the game was virtually over at that point. Mm-hmm. Mississippi State had fully seized momentum, went down there and scored a touchdown, and they never lost the lead the rest of the way. I mean, it was just it, it was a it just an epic, epic comeback for Mississippi State, one of the greatest I've ever seen in a game. And it showed you exactly why you can never count out Mike Leach and this Mississippi State team. You think we would have learned that lesson at this point in the season. It's been so often. You know, and, and this is sort of what this team is. They, they start slow. They start slow. Uh, if they ever start fast, God help the other team. Um, well, I mean, it's like what we said. I mean, if the, it, it, right now it's, it's like all of MSU's issues or the things that are happening to them is, is their issues that they have to correct. This team is kind of at the point where if they play their best in all three phases, mm-hmm. they got something special. I mean, yeah. the – we we mentioned it last week. You are, you know, playing clean, and three games away from being nine and one right now. Mm-hmm. And and if they win out, if Alabama loses to Auburn, you win the SEC West. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's how close this team is to taking a huge step forward. Yeah, I mean, it, we've been talking about that uh, for weeks about being close and being close. And today was sort of I feel like. We might look back in a year or so and say, this was the day. This was the day where it clicked, it all came together, and they took off from there. So, we'll see. We'll find out. All right, let's move on into the rest of the show. That's brought to you by our good friends over at uh, the Mississippi Beef Council. I did the Mississippi Beef Council a huge solid today. I went to the uh, the new butcher shop in town. one of their meats. I ate one of their, their steaks. And I didn't, I did not, it was not really just more than one, I'll be totally honest with you. That was enough meat for three people. But I ate it all because I'm a, I'm a free American. And that's what I did. So, 
You are a real American. Just, uh, I will give you guys a, a, they're they're not paying for this, but uh, the new butcher shop on town, TBT Butcher Shop. Check them out over there on Highway 12. They got a lot of good stuff in there. Um, But they got a lot of good beef. A lot of it is our good friends at Welcome Home Beef who are, are selling products there. But a lot of it's just great Mississippi beef. Head over there or head to your local butcher or your local grocery store. Wherever you buy groceries, put beef in the cart. And you can enjoy fantastic meals every night of the week. And it can be something different every night of the week because that's just the kind of versatility that having beef gives you. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thank you to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District. We were there earlier uh, this week. And guess what? You won't believe it. It was fantastic. So, next time you're in Starkville, I don't even feel like I need to tell you that you need to head over to Two Brothers to grab something from there to enjoy yourself, to enjoy a great meal, and have a good time in Starkville. Two Brothers Smoked Meat, smoked southern soul food in the heart of the Cotton District. Advantage Business Systems has a two-way plan to take care of your business. It's sort of like what you saw today. The, 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 offense, the offense is the, the amount of products they sell. Just like Mike Leach has a lot of options in the playbook, they have a lot of options in their, in their uh, inventory. And it's everything you need to get your business moving in the right direction. And then you combine that with the defense, which is making sure everything's taken care of. And that's what they take care of. They take care of you, the customer. And they have done that for 46 years. Nobody stays in business as long as these guys have unless they're taking care of you, the customer. Call them today at 1-601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. Here we are. It's time once again for these are the things that are true. Robbie, I have 10 things that are true. Bring it on. In case you're wondering, if in case there's any questions, they are all true. So I just don't want any, I don't want any confusion on that note. Most of them usually are. Yeah. Ooh. I've agreed oh, I've disagreed a couple I've agreed a uh, disagreed a couple of times. You know, somebody else used to disagree. Somebody used to, else used to give me a uh, a uh, grief about the things that are true. His name was Robert as well. Bob? Yeah. Surely not. He Bob. wasn't paying attention half Bob, the time. Bob all the time was like, I don't know. I don't know about that. He wasn't paying attention half of the time. I'm just saying. You don't want to, that's that's some sketchy company you're keeping. Well, I don't right. disagree with that. <laughs> well, there you go. That's, I had 11 things that were true then, I guess. All right, number one. Number one is I wish somebody would tackle in this Texas A&M game. All right, number one. Y'all going to have to start letting these games happen before y'all start talking, all right? Old Takes Exposed could have just retired today from some of the mentions that I had. At this point, you should just know. Now, I know it was different. 28-3 is different than 10-0 or whatever, but we've watched this team all year long. They don't quit. They don't give up. I always felt they would at least try to get back in the game, and I don't know how Mike Leach knew this, but he knew it. And you heard it on the broadcast where he told Will Rogers, hey, if we are executing, they can't stop us. Now, I don't know what he had seen in the first couple of drives when it was 14-3. to Yeah, because I kind of laughed whenever I heard that. Yeah, exactly. I have no I, – I, I, they, they put that on the they, – they, they say that on the, uh, on the broadcast, and I'm just like, okay, well, I love the enthusiasm, but I don't know what you're seeing there. But he had seen something. And he told his team, once we get rolling, this is going to be a, a good day for us. And he was right. He's 100% right. So, really impressive uh, day. But y'all, man, 
if 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 Twitter ran the athletic department, I'm pretty sure Arnett would have been fired at halftime, and I, I think some other players would have been benched. Y'all gotta, we gotta, y'all gotta let it, y'all gotta let that pot simmer a little bit more. It, like I, my approach is usually just talk about what I'm seeing. Yeah. Like I'm, if Mississippi State's playing bad, I will just say Mississippi State's playing bad. That possession looked bad. The there's a lot of definitive statements that get said, and it's, mm-hmm. I don't know why. I it's mean, over. Just, just just you know, like this team is is garbage. You know, Zach Arnett's done. Thing like just let the game play out because yeah. we don't know what's going to happen in four quarters of Mississippi State football. That's been proven already several times this year. And then come back later and be like, well, no, I said that they uh, – I, I was just saying at the time, like, no, you made a definitive statement. So I agree with you. Let's take a step back. Maybe yell at your dog about it. Yeah. Maybe tell the dog Why, that you think this team is do? garbage. Well, just say, you know, uh, I think this team sucks. Yell but don't put it out there. Cats don't care. Don't put it out, don't put it out there on the, uh, cats on the are internet. Like, uh, cats are like a punching bag. You can say whatever you want. They don't, they don't give a crap. That's true. So yell just at your feed, cat. Just, just feed them. If you've got a look. fish, you can yell at that as well. <clears throat> Scream in uh, a pillow. Something. Something. Stop. Don't yell at your dogs. Though. Number two. Some, uh, some Ole Miss fans got mad at me on Sports Talk Mississippi for daring to suggest this, but I'm going to say it because it's true. Will Rogers should win the Connerly Trophy if he wins the Egg Bowl. think so. Yeah. The winner of the Egg Bowl wins the Connerly. Yeah, I think so. Because... You know, I know like four weeks ago, Matt Corral was the odds-on favorite to win the Heisman Trophy. But right now, who's playing better than Will Rogers? Uh, our friend John Sokoloff had the uh, the tweet earlier today. Basically, over the last four games, Rogers is completing about 78% of his passes for 1,500 yards, 15 touchdowns, and three interceptions. He's going to break Dak Prescott's single-season record next week, assuming he plays more than a half. Um, he will... Probably break Dak Prescott's uh, single-season touchdown record as well. Uh, he's just dominating right now. And Corral, who's having a good night tonight, as you know, we're recording this just in case you, you're not aware on 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 Saturday evening. Um, but right now, Rodgers is outdoing him. And if Rodgers goes, and remember last year, Rodgers had the better day in the Egg Bowl as well. You know, but Corral got the win. If Rodgers goes into the Egg Bowl, wins, and State finishes eight and four, and Ole Miss finishes nine and three, eight and four, whatever they finish. It's, it should go to it should go to Will Rogers. It just should. Uh, I I wouldn't be upset about either one of those guys winning it because oh, Corral would you be know Corral's going to have the the rushing totals, and, and let's be honest, he's he's been he he's he didn't have a uh, some of his receivers for most of the season, um, you know. I, but I think both of them are deserving. If either one of them win it. I think if you take Matt Corral off of Ole Miss team, I think that that's more that's a bigger loss than if you take Will Rogers off. Um, just and, and that's not that's no that's that's no slant towards Will Rogers. I'm just saying if if you take Matt Corral off that Ole Miss team, I think they immediately just tank. Mm-hmm. You know what we were saying earlier, like you can't have everything. Yes, Mason Rudolph will start for the Steelers tomorrow. What what happened? Ben has uh, Ben Ben's on the uh, COVID list. Oh my God. I just wanted to see his reaction. I, I, I just wanted to see it. It, it didn't disappoint. Um, so this is a day where we, I wish we had the YouTube feed that we've been talking about getting. <laughs> Total depression just hit him. All right, let's see if we can bring him back up. Number three. What happened? He's on the COVID. I can't watch. I can't watch it. I, I, I've already promised 
if Mason Rudolph ever plays a game, I'm not watching it. Well, don't watch it then. Yeah, you, you stick to that. <sighs> Number three. Does Charlie Batch still have any? They're going to bring Tommy Maddox back. I would feel better about a 50-year-old Tommy Maddox right now than Mason Rudolph. promise you. <laughs> I promise you. Oh, my gosh. Here we go. Duck. Where is Duck? The quarterback from Sanford. I don't know. Where is he? Uh, number three. This is one of the most historic wins in MSU history. It is in the Pantheon. Absolutely. You know, like The top two are 80 Bama, 14 Auburn. Those are unassailable. This is top five. It's in, it's in the top five to ten wins of all time. It's a top 20 win on the road in the SEC at a place you don't normally win. But just throwing that out the window, you were down by 25 points. Yeah. And you came back and won. Yeah. Which, by the way, Mike Leach now has the two biggest mm-hmm. comebacks mm-hmm. in MSU history mm-hmm. in the same season. Mm-hmm. And five top 25 wins yes. now? Four. Four? Four. Four. Yes. Yeah. But I'm talking about uh, in his career. Well, in his career, yeah, five. Yeah, that's right. Impressive. I, I texted Matt Wyatt because I was like, better better comeback in Auburn. You or, or this. He, he said, the stakes might have been higher when we played. Yeah. But this is the better comeback. This is one of the, the best wins. Ball, fumble, Aggies. Dude, will you just will you just talk? I can't turn that off. I can't. No, I will not turn that off. Turn it off. I it's, will not. It's going to mess up our show. No, it's fine. You're focused on that. And I'm not, not on focused our show. on that. I'm just. I'm, I, I can focus on two things. I have two children. So when I talked to Matt Wyatt, he said he thought this was the better comeback. I'm. I, I, I need to sit down. I, I will. And I would think maybe my my friend Ryan Sparks wants to do this as well. And I really want to sit down and like think, put together like a top ten. And see where this ranks. And but how would there. you rank those? How would I rank them? Yes. Oh, it would be. I mean, it would have to be on, completely subjective. Obviously. On biggest wins for Mississippi State, most memorable wins. Yeah, it, it would be. It wouldn't be like. I don't. I don't have any way of objectively doing it. There's no. There's no set formula for it. But it would. It have to be something about being memorable and things like that. <clears throat> I was listening to Matt and, and Neil, by the way, on the way. I I had to listen to the last few minutes. Uh, on the ride to Starkville, had to cover a high school game mm-hmm. tonight at Starkville right. High. And Matt basically said the same thing that that he told you on there that that was a bigger game for Mississippi State when they won that ball game. I think both of those teams are really good, and um, you know that was a different kind of ball game too. It's like it was a defensive ball game for mm-hmm. most of the most of the game, mm-hmm. and Mississippi State kind of picked it up late in the game. Mm-hmm. But just from the sheer fact of, I mean, this was the biggest turnaround. I think I've ever seen. Oh, for ha- sure. Have you ever seen a game go from 25 points to 15 plus? Not 15 plus, no. I mean, because. St- I was thinking of the Super Bowl, but. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, but, game, that game finished close. It was an overtime. This one was a double digit ball game in the fourth quarter. Yeah. So, I mean, you're well, talking I mean, about a. Think, think about what would have happened if Leach had just gotten a wild hair up his butt and decided to score on the. I mean, this could have very easily. Could have very easily. I really thought he was going to put one in for Cam Newton. He's like. I mean. If that had been Mullen somehow, Mullen would have scored there. He'd been like, "Oh well, take Cam Newton, huh? Watch this." Yeah, and he always kind of had a him and him and Gus were they always like kind of sideways. Yeah, if Gus had been there too, especially. You're right. Yeah, you're but right. I mean, uh, you're so, talking about what I was will, it? What was it? A, a 40, 40 point differential, twenty five to to, pl- to minus twenty five to plus fifteen. Plus twenty five to at one point it was minus it was what 40? minus twenty five to plus fifteen. Yeah, so that's a forty point swing. Forty point swing. Well, state scored forty unanswered. I mean, have you ever seen that? No, 
I've never seen a forty. I mean, that doesn't. Run. I've never seen a forty nothing run in college football. I don't think outside of like shutouts. I'm not talking about like you were down and then you went on a run. I mean, State was down twenty to La Tech, right? Right. Had to block a field goal or have a missed field goal for that to end. Right. So I mean, you're talking about. You know what's inter- is, uh, seriously impressive. You know what's interesting about this 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 comeback to me? You mentioned the La Tech game, right? We all look back at that game and we think when Tulu Griffin got the long kickoff return. That was sort of the play that you, it gave State a spark, right? Where was that play in this game? Was it a touchdown at the end of the half? Even then, it's 28-10. And it, even then, to more me, importantly, <clears throat> Auburn hasn't shown you any signs they're going to fold at that point. I thought it was the blocked field goal. I thought that, I thought that was... But the comeback was sort of on at that point. Though. Yeah, but if, if they kick a field goal right there, it's an eight-point game, and mm-hmm. they start to get... They start to feel a I little mean, better I, about I themselves. I disagree with that, but there's State, not one play I feel like I can just point to and go there. I thought that was it. Okay. I thought the block field goal was the was the game changing play. Okay, and like like you said, it it was it was already a pretty good comeback, but it was fourteen point. It was just a fourteen point turnaround for Mississippi State. Yeah, it could have very easily flopped back the other way. Right. I thought blocking that field goal and then driving down the field mm-hmm. and scoring a touchdown right there that was Huge. it. That was it. Number four, I'm not saying it's the best. I'm not saying it's the most talented. But Mississippi State has the deepest receiving core in college football. State has eight guys that if you're telling me it's third and seven and you're going to throw to this guy, I'm not mad. I'm not mad if you want to throw to Polk, to Wally, to Heath, to Calvin, to Thomas, to Griffin when he's healthy, to uh, who am I leaving out, Austin Williams. Uh, to Ra Ra Thomas, I mean, any one of those guys, throw the ball to them, and I'm perfectly okay with it. Everybody pretty much made a big play today. Yeah, all the receivers. Yeah, Jaden Wally made some big plays. Malik Keith had the game of his career at Mississippi State. Uh, Ra Ra Thomas had a huge catch on third, third and downs. Um, injured. Austin Austin Williams converted a big fourth down. And, a, and he had a, had a couple other big catches. Mm-hmm. Dylan Johnson had some big plays. Jaquavis Marks. Everybody that touched the ball today b- b- had a huge, had a big Cal- moment. Calvin had not scored since week one. And he got yeah. two today. Two touchdowns. Makai Polk had two. two touchdowns. Speaking of breaking records, uh, he is well on path. Probably won't get yardage this He'll year. He'll get touchdowns and but catches. He, he's, got, he's got catches. That's going to happen. And then touchdowns, I, I think it's 12. He has eight, so we'll see. Is it Fred Ross? Yeah. It's, no, I think touchdown catches is Bumpus. Bumpus in 12. I think it's like his senior year, yeah. Yeah, that was a so, big year for him. Yeah, he had a huge year. So yeah, we'll but, see. I but, mean, it's just you, you don't have just one guy that a team can focus on. By the way, everybody that I mentioned is probably probably back next year. Maybe maybe not Heath. Calvin, maybe not. Calvin, Calvin, maybe not, but for the most part. But then you're going to bring in Teddy Knox and Antonio Harmon and Janoris Hobson. And then probably Hearing some good things on Antonio Harmon in practice. By yeah, the way. so I mean, it's just it's incredible how quickly they flipped things. Because when Moorhead was here, his last year, Gidry, Osiris Mitchell. I mean, you, I remember we were walking in out of the out Outback Bowl. I mm-hmm. think we were walking out there, and we t- we talked about could this team get a 500 yard receiver? Mm-hmm. And we were walking out of there, mm-hmm. and we were like. Not sure if that. Could well, happen. I did. We did a show about that, and that was the day that Moorhead had us on campus, 
Yeah. And he, he pointed out, he's like, Brian, I listened to your podcast. We will have a 500-yard receiver this year. They didn't. No. They didn't. And now, I mean, just from a yardage standpoint, Polk is at 781, Wally's at 523, Austin Williams at 444, he's going to get there. And then, I mean, it would take a couple of big games, but Malik Heath is at 350, so he's close. I mean, he's got three more games. I just, you know, this is why I thought this hire was so intriguing with Mike Leach, because I I knew he was going to have more talent probably than he's ever had as a coach. Mm-hmm. You know, he's had Michael Crabtree, yeah, and he's had guys like that, but he's never going he's never had the type of talent that he's going to get at Mississippi State at wide receiver. Right. And, and probably at quarterback too. Right. So I mean and I know the talent level's good everywhere in the SEC, but this offense with that kind of talent in it, mm-hmm. it's very, very intriguing. I, I'm 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 very intrigued about where this is heading for Mississippi yeah. State. Yeah, there's a lot to be excited about for sure. All right, uh, we are on number five. Can't believe I'm about to say this, but special teams won the game. Blocked field goal and snuffing out the fake punt were yeah. the two biggest plays in the second half, in my opinion. That was a great play by Jalen Green. And um, also, you know, missed field goal from Auburn. I did not have Auburn in this game playing worse on special teams than Mississippi State. Now, State State missed a field goal itself, but I thought State played really well for the most part on special teams. There's not a, a, a lot of things you could point to to be upset about. The fake punt, I agree with what the broadcaster said. That was code word for, we can't stop you. Yes. They were like, we've got to keep the ball here because this game is over otherwise. And State and was just, I mean, they, were, they gassed Auburn's defense. Mm-hmm. Auburn looked like they were just about to just flop on the ground. Yeah. Uh, offensive line did a great job. I mean, the sacks that that Will Rogers had were they were those were on him. Mm-hmm. Held onto the ball a little too long. A couple times, yeah. Uh, I thought the offensive line is there's still an issue at right tackle. I, I don't know what you do. I think you just got to suck it you, up. You for just got to. But you know, Charles Cross was magnificent. If you watched any of his game today, uh, there's a uh, it's the the long play to. Malik Heath, where he breaks a couple tackles. Yeah, go back and watch that play and watch Charles Cross. He takes the defensive end for a ride. Basically, he runs him completely around Will Rogers. Yeah, and is in between him and Will Rogers the whole time. So there's no chance of the guy getting to him, but he just takes him for the ride. I mean, I, I'd love to see this dude in the offense where he doesn't have to just drop back yeah. and block. I, I for have no idea what kind of run blocker Charles Cross. Have is. no clue. I'm sure he's pretty good though. So. Uh, yeah, very impressive day for uh, for him. But special teams made the plays in this game. Um, number six, if I did a halftime podcast, I don't think Zach Arnett would have been too happy with me. Were you ready to say that his stock was gone? I, I wasn't really to go all that, that far down, but there's no question in the first half he did not call his best game. No. And State did not play its best game. And it, it, there was no reason at halftime to think – that anything was about to change. Mm-mm. So, thankfully it did. And, you know, th- this... One of the things that's been happening in these comebacks has been that the offense gets things going. The defense has been is playing well to start, and, and then uh, offensively things finally get going. This case, in this case, it was the defense was playing poorly, and then I don't know what adjustments they made, 
but they completely shut down Auburn in the third, basically throughout the rest of the game. Auburn had the one more drive where they scored late and where State was in prevent, and that was it. I, I think Auburn was held under 200 yards in the second half. Yeah, I didn't look. I but they, look. they bottled up the run for one. Mm-hmm. They, they weren't able to establish the run. And they didn't try also, to run very much, too, which was odd. No, I think they only had like four carries in the second, third quarter. Really weird. Um, but, you know, they, they didn't allow them to establish the run game. Tank Bigsby didn't get involved. Jarquez Hunter didn't get involved. And they also pressured Bo, uh, Bo Nix. Mm-hmm. He wasn't able to sit back there in a rocking chair and just right. pick State apart. Right. They made him look like a Heisman Trophy that, candidate in the first half. Say, there's something to this that... Bo Nix played for a quarter and a half the absolute best he has ever played in college football. As good as any quarterback can play. And the other j- game he did that was the last time Mississippi State yeah. went to Auburn. Yeah, I, I was about to tweet at that point. I, like, I was about to total up their Bo, stats. If Bo Nix could play every game against Mississippi State, he'd be the number one pick in the draft. On the road. I mean, yeah. uh, on, at, home, at, at, home, at yeah. Auburn. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the first game he had, it was just it was unbelievable. Yeah. And then... I thought this was heading down that same path. But Arnett made the adjustments. And so, I know some people were asking me about his stock. It stays where it is. Yeah. And he's, that's not going anywhere. Safety play is, is a problem for Mississippi State in, in some ways. But it just but is what it is. You, you just have to live this with it. This is game 10. I yeah. Mean, at this point, you just are what you're you are. going to give up some big plays in the passing game. Yeah. You just know it's coming. Yeah. But it hasn't really killed Mississippi State to this point. You can trade that when you're not giving up a lot of rushing yards, too. Yeah. So... Uh, number seven, this is the air raid offense. This It's here now. It took 21 games. This is it. We're going to see these kind of performances going forward, I think. Now, that doesn't mean every night's going to be a great night. But the days of 16 for 48 for 116 yards and three picks, those days are over. This is This offense is going to look like this going forward. It's going to be efficient. You've got the playmakers. Will Rogers is in total command. He's making plate checks at the line. He's changing the play. He's changing the routes. They're going to be good enough offensively going forward. And what's the, what's he going to look like when he's a senior? Oh, I mean, he should be pushing to be the all-time leading passer in college football history. I mean, because he's not going to be taking down our boy Timmy Chang. He's not going to be a first-round draft pick. He's no. not going to be a high draft pick, so he's going to play another couple years at least. Yeah. Maybe even a year after that. Yeah, he might, Who play, knows? He might play his COVID year. But you got, I mean, Jaden Wally's coming back for two more years. Polk's assault. Mekhi Polk's got at least, at least one, one more year. year. Yeah. Um, you so know, Griffin you is. have both yeah. running backs. Yeah. I mean, last year was, was, was tough to watch, mm-hmm. but that year... The growing pains help. It hardened everybody up on that offense. You got to fix. You got to find somebody to replace Charles Cross as best. Left tackle is a big, but big you, hole. But you got to do that. But other than that, but yeah, yeah, you should be able to sell that in the transfer portal. Though, yeah, like, you, sh- you should be able to, to play say, in a great offense. And you will. And look, we just sent a guy to the league, and the he's a, he's a top ten, top pick. five, top ten pick. Yeah, you can follow in his footsteps, and you have a job waiting for you. Yeah, I agree. They should be able to get somebody that's that's legit. It took twenty one games. A lot of growing pains. There were some times where they showed some flashes. There were some times where you're like, wow, this is really good. This was the game where I was like, that's what it's supposed to look like, game game in, game out. Agree. Here we are. And, I mean, they've done this against – I mean, Auburn is a really good defense. This is not some slouch. Mm-hmm. They did this against a Texas A&M defense that's pretty good on the road. Auburn defense pretty good on the road. Kentucky has been solid, did that against them. Alabama is really the only game where they haven't looked – Good. 
uh, in the last month or so. So I'm, I feel like this team's really turned a corner in that on that offensive on the offensive side of the ball. I agree. Can I interest you in Kansas fourteen Texas nothing? What? Yeah, you heard me. Didn't they do that to Oklahoma too, though? They did, but Oklahoma's a little bit better than Texas. Although Oklahoma did lose today. We'll talk about them later. Number eight. I've said it so many times. I'm tired of saying it, Robbie. I, I, if you don't believe me at this point, I just don't want to tell you, but SEC officials are the best in the land. They called a great game. <laughs> Look. I have the, never, in all my years, seen Mississippi State get the benefit of the doubt the way it did uh, today. And we all expected those those to turn the other direction. We did. That I, I expected I know Bart that targeting. I expected that targeting to on we'll Emmanuel, second, on Emmanuel yeah. Forbes. I expected that. Oh to yeah, be yeah, targeting. that one. Yeah. I expected the other targeting to to go against Mississippi State as well, mm-hmm. and neither one did. I was shocked. Mm-hmm. But listen, by the book. That's well, what that's what we've done. Let's get into it then. Number number nine is that was targeting. I I, I have total sympathy for TD Moultrie. Okay, I do too. I know he's not trying to hurt Will Rogers, and there's no malicious intent. Now I don't like what Jordan Rogers is saying, but you got to take things into context. No, you don't. The rules are the rules. But and and, and too, Jordan Rogers was so adamant that play that that Martin Emerson had mm-hmm. against Kentucky was of targeting. Yeah, but not that. Yeah, I know. I know. He said, and he was talking about like that's the rule with yeah. Martin Emerson. Well, that's the rule, Jordan. Right. That that's what that if that you was targeting. leave your feet. He launched himself if, as a defender. It. As you leave your feet, and you hit the opposing player's helmet with your helmet, that is going to get called targeting one hundred percent of the time. You have there, there is literally there can't be any gray area on that. It doesn't matter that you're not trying to spear him. It doesn't matter that you aren't you know that there's no malicious intent. If Rodgers is 6'5", that's not targeting. You hit right. him in the chest. But he's not. He's 6'2", and that's just the way that it goes. So it's targeting. And you know you can get mad if you want. You can I, to steal a line from our friend Steve Robertson. You can get glad in the same pants you get mad in. It, it's just it's targeting. And, you know, you guys know me. You've, watched, you've listened to this show many times. If the refs screw up, I never have a problem telling them that. That's the right call. In fact, to the point where... And I'm pretty sure Twitter will back me up. I think I said something on Twitter. I know I'd said it in my group text that as soon as the, the play was dead, I was like, that's not targeting? And then they blow the whistle and they looked. Re- it was targeting. I thought the same thing. I mean, just by the rules. He hit him in the head, in the helmet with his helmet. That is targeting. That is the breathing definition of targeting. So. I mean, and I hate it. I hate it. Mm-hmm. I, I thought I, I agreed with Jordan Rogers that it was a football play. Right. But that's not what the rule states. There is no context for rules. No, there is. There are rules. And I, I don't like all the targeting penalties, and, and I think that that's what we talked about. That's the play where you say, "Okay, that's a personal foul," but he's not ejected. Right. That would be a yellow card targeting yeah. for me. Yes. Per, Fifteen yard penalty. That's yeah. fine. I'm, I'm perfectly f- right. fine with that. Yeah. Don't eject somebody. I, for I, that. I agree. I agree. Hundred percent. All right. Number ten, folks. Mississippi State plays Tennessee State this weekend. We'll talk a little bit about that on, on Monday's or on Tuesday's podcast. But it is time to get your mind right. It's Egg Bowl time. It's Two time. Two weeks in advance. It's time to get your mind I, right already. I, I'm giving you, I believe it's 12 days to get your mind right. That's plenty of time. And I'm going to sit here right now, and I, I'm going to say this. This is the first time we've done this podcast since the season started where I was confident State was going to win the game. There have been times where I thought State could win, State might win, blah, blah, blah. There have been some times I obviously have thought State was going to lose. 
we sit here today, uh, November 13th, 2021. I'm telling you, State's going to win the Egg Bowl. I feel confident in that. So, Okay. We'll see. Calling your shot already. I am calling my shot. You want to know why? Because that's an important game. But let's, do, let's talk about something else. Let's talk about something else that's important. Let's talk about something important. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. Coffee is for Closers is brought to you by our friends at Strange Brew Coffee House. Strange Brew Coffee House. Remember, again, if you're trying to look for stuff for the holidays, go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. And you can shop there and be drinking Strange Brew Coffee every day, every morning when you start your day off. You don't have to live in Starkville and Tupelo to enjoy the SEC's best coffee house. And that's Strange Brew Coffee House. Check them out, strangebrewcoffeehouse.com, and do your shopping online there. All right. For Mississippi State, this is a historic moment here. I've never just done a first half no coffee. But first half, Zach Arnett gets no coffee. Now, second half, Zach Arnett can have coffee. But whoever that guy calling the defense was in the first half, no coffee for that guy. Can't have it. No car, no coffee for Zach Arnett. First half, Zach Arnett. Right. But, but second half, Zach Arnett gets he's an fine. espresso. He can have an espresso, can have an albino squirrel, whatever he wants. In the SEC, I know you guys want me to pick mullet. I know you do. Can't do it three weeks in a row. Well, and they won. They won. It's got to be Auburn, right? Yes. <laughs> they lost a 25-point lead. Incredible. I, 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 we, we, had, we got into a debate, by the way, on the post-game show. I want to get your thoughts. Going for two down nine. Not a good call. I, I don't agree with that call. Mm-mm. Because you basically, once you, you didn't get it, it you, you've got to score twice now. Yeah, if you don't get minutes. it, if you don't get it, you've screwed yourself. Yeah. If you just kick the extra point there, mm-hmm. then... It, the game continues. you only got to score one time. What, what did, you, did you think, did you like State kind of... Chasing points a little bit. All right, so I, I don't feel I like that's that was chasing kinda... points. I don't feel like that's chasing points. I feel like being down five and being down four are the same thing. You still have to score a touchdown to win. Yeah. You, you go for two there to make it a three-point game. So I wasn't too upset about point. that, but they did that against Memphis, and it also backfired. And then at the end of the game against Memphis... You're down two. and You're, you're down by two if I you agree, just kick the extra points. I think the chart says down five, go. Yeah. And the same thing... I guess thing, I'm just up, not as much a gambler. Up one... Up one and up two are the same thing. Right. There's a field goal beat. Field goal wins. You need anyways. to go for two to make it a field goal to tie. But yeah. So Auburn, no question. But all, but that was a terrible call by Auburn to do that. I didn't agree with it. You're, I, I agree with you. I don't oh. think it would have mattered anyway. But. Oh, no, no. Nationally, it's Oklahoma. They drop uh, a game to Baylor today. One of the most hilarious things, Ben Howland would be proud of Dave Aranda. You know, Ben Howland is big on you know the net ranking. you got to score. you got to win by more than ten. So he'll even if if it's time's running out and his team's up by eight, he'll encourage them to score. Uh, there there was a penalty. The game should have been over, but there wasn't. And so up ten with no time left, Haranda sends his field goal unit onto the field to kick a field goal to win by thirteen. And when asked about it, he said, "Well, it's for the Big Twelve Championship tiebreaker. You got to have a uh, more most points, or you got to win by the as margin of victory." So he knew the rule. And he just rubbed it in Oklahoma's face. Oh. They had to switch quarterbacks again. Caleb Williams, I guess that Heisman campaign is over, Kirk Herbstreet. And they went back to Spencer Rattler, and they still couldn't do anything. I've been saying for weeks Oklahoma it was not a concern in the college football playoff. They were going to get got at some point, and now it, it's happened. They'll probably lose another one. I think they're going to lose in Bedlam when they play Oklahoma State. 
I can see that happening. So, we'll see. I haven't been impressed with them this year. No, they're just not. That's good. why I say. I mean, everybody's gotten so upset about where Alabama is, deal yeah. like that. And it's I don't think there's anybody. Out. I don't think there's anybody that's great outside of Georgia. I agree. I, I mean, agree. what Georgia did today was impressive. By yeah. the way, Georgia. You could put any three teams in there with Georgia. It doesn't matter. Pick just, whoever you like. Because I think Georgia is going to win the national championship. Unless, unless you're going to put the Cowboys into that thing, it's it's just not going to happen. It's just not going to happen for you. So, how right. about a how about the um, the Mississippi State men's basketball team? By the way, they are. This is a good day for Mississippi State. Mississippi, as we're recording, Mississippi State men's basketball. What's that score? They were rolling last I saw. It's uh, what's the latest score here? 55. I think the late, the latest score was a it was sixty eight to twenty nine. They were about thirty nine points. So that happened, and that and that's a team that we talked about preseason. Like this Montana? team's really good. Yeah, like they're not a bad team. This this will be a good early test. State doesn't have Rocket Watch or Tolu Smith yeah, right now. Yeah, the women had a big comeback win on a Friday night. The volleyball team has won nine straight matches. They won again today against the number twenty four team in the nation, uh, Tennessee. They have got to be ranked. Come next week. Got to. I, I don't know anything about volleyball rankings. Uh, but I didn't know enough to know that. And now you got Mississippi State football on the winning track. So we'll see. All right, guys, back you with picked, you. Um, you picked Arkansas to beat LSU. I did. Okay. What's the score of that game? It's, uh, I believe it's 10 to 3 LSU. Ooh. Could get interesting. Come on, here. Sam. Could get interesting here. All right, guys. We'll talk to you again very soon. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk, Mississippi. Mississippi Media Production.